Welcome back, everyone, to another thrilling edition of the Between Two Wheels podcast. This is your host, Tyler Yonke, coming to you from Northern California. Today's show, Fabio Jakobsen, he speaks out. Is he going to destroy his lawsuit in the process? Congress, they take a shot at American cycling fans. Are they going to make us felons? Go over that a little bit. Pearl Street comes to Sacramento. It's Christmas 2020. Between Two Wheel podcast, we get published in uh, Bike Mag UK. Did not talk about that one last time, so we're getting to it now. Like I said, it's Thursday, December 24th. It's Christmas Eve, everybody. Um, there might be some other holidays you celebrate out there, but here I'm doing Christmas because um, that's what, <laughs> what we do. Uh, episode 215. I did call last episode 215, and it, it was not. It was 214, but uh, this one is 215. Uh, welcome, everybody. I uh, hope everyone's uh, getting ready for their Christmas holidays and is doing fine. Um, I think I mentioned before I had come down with coronavirus. My family had done so. Several of us, what, three or four of us? Uh, three of them did not get it. Uh, it, was, uh, it wasn't the worst thing that's ever happened, but it's been a long slog. It's like a two weeks of just kind of being in a fog. I was able to work the whole time and trying to do a little writing. I think I may have gone out a little too soon. Um, still a little slug, slug-like when am I writing. Plus, you know, th- look, this year, it's uh, getting over COVID is not going to be my biggest problem. It's getting over my eating habits is the <laughs> going to be the biggest problem I think I have for 2021. Um, 2020, I did pretty good. I was pretty fit over the summer. Just never really uh, quashed the eating problems. Uh, problematic for me on COVID was it did not eliminate my uh, taste and smell. So sadly... Um, and it really shut down my appetite. I, I, I ate like crazy, and I've been doing pretty well. From that. Uh, if you also notice, I'm in the different studio, so to speak. I'm uh, doing this from home, doing it in my garage. So we got bikes in the background. We've got tools over here. Uh, line those things up. Um, and, uh, you know, this is what it is. I hope this uh, works out for everybody. Okay, so last time, um, I didn't really talk about this. Uh, I did not talk about it at least before, but I thought maybe we'd at least go over it a little bit this time is the ability or sorry I, I was contacted by um bike mag uk and they ended up doing an article uh, i wrote for them <clears throat> basically this is they do racing stuff on there uh they do other things but the real big thing is kind of their travelogue their bike tour stuff so i was like how can i write an article that kind of fits into that they, they gave me wide open berth to just write whatever i wanted to boot to do about. So uh, I ended up writing about the individual time trial series that uh, Jason Grafath had started for this summer. Um, maybe at some point I'll um, kind of read over what uh, we get, but if you want to, we'll put a link to it. Um, I did not, you know, look, I also asked people um, that uh, posted pictures and stuff on, on Facebook, if I could use their photos and I, I did credit them when I sent it in with the article itself. However, um, they did not give the photo credits to the people, but it was uh, Chris Dawson, um, Jason Grafath, uh, Jeff Dorso. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm skipping some of the names here, John Simmons. Um, and anyway, uh, we they added the photos. So it was pretty cool. We just, I talked a little bit about the the American River bike trail, the names of it, uh, the, the, the birth, you know, Jeremiah, was it Jebediah Springfield? No, that's kind of where it was named after from the Simpsons. Um, Jebediah Smith, I think is what the name is. And um, kind of his, some of his history mixed in there. Uh, talked a little bit about the the different areas and the 
types of writing. And the fact that we did this uh, over COVID. So um, I'm not going to read it here, but uh, you can definitely check it out on the Bike Mag UK. Um, as far as I know, it's only available as a download version, not the hard, uh, you know, big copy version you get. Uh, otherwise, I would do it in, uh, you know, look, I wrote it somewhat hastily. I uh, submitted it to them expecting maybe they'll have a little editor's flair to it. Um, zero editing that I could tell. So any mistakes that are made in there, grammatical, um, you know, punctuation wise, it's all on yours truly. Um, but uh, I thought it would maybe be helpful to get the, um, it was a good story, first of all. I didn't really talk about specifics that we had had, you know, results wise. Um, I just kind of wanted to talk about that it was a great idea that Jason had and that we had COVID and that from there we, um, you know, had to do something this summer and that uh, it'd be nice to kind of get through that at some point and um, past it. So I don't know if we're going to. Fabio Jakobsen, he speaks out of his tour of Poland crash recovery and future. So um, that can be found on Velo News, Cycling News. I think it was a Dutch uh, um, magazine that had uh, done the initial uh, interview with him. So several different magazines picked it up, translated, probably translated into English or maybe he had spoken English. Um, but some uh, things uh, I just thought it would come out from there is he has no memory of the event from basically one kilometer in. Um, his teammate, uh, Seneschal rushed to his side, lifted his head enough to drain the blood that was in his mouth and his nose and kind of allowed him to breathe. It might've, might've actually saved his life. Um, he thought he was going to die in the hospital about 50 to a hundred times. Um, he obviously did not, but he said it was pretty bad. Some of the drowsiness he had every time he had kind of drift into that, he just thought he was uh, dying. Um, he is now back on his bike riding kind of at a coffee ride pace. He hasn't done any sprinting yet. Um, thought some notable quotes here. Jakobum said that he will only, uh, this is on his racing, he will only know um, if he is physiologically ready to cha charge into a bunch sprint again when he's in the he heat of a race itself. Good job reading, Tyler. Um, quote, I don't remember anything about the crash itself, Jakobum said. I'm not dreaming about it. I'm not afraid of falling. I'm not afraid of falling. If I want to come back, I have to dare to dive into a gap. A sprinter who breaks too much does not win. Uh, correct. Neither does Mark Cavendish anymore. Okay, we'll just <laughs> let that sit out there. Um, on Dylan Gronewagen, uh, quite recently, he asked if he could, if we could meet. I can understand that this matter is weighing heavily on his soul and that he seeks closure. But I'm not ready for it. First, I want to learn more about my healing process and is progressing. The better I feel, the better it is for him. He didn't want this either. And he gets a lot of shit over it from anonymous people behind their keyboards. That's ridiculous. And now, editor's quote here, note here from me is, is this a shot at your team director, Lefevre? Um, I sincerely hope that he can soon do what he is good at, sprinting, and that we can leave this all behind us. Uh, look, Fabio, he really he doesn't want to talk to Dylan because... He's got a pending lawsuit with, uh, as uh, indicated from his um, Lefebvre, right? His his director. So he's not going to be talking about the issues with him. Possibly, you know, allowing himself to be persuaded into maybe a little lesser, uh, or maybe you know, maybe not filing it. Maybe uh, offers of compromise between the two. I don't know. I'm just mostly joking around with that. But uh, anyway, it's good to see that he's backing out. You know, we've talked about Rex before and how you saw Chris Froome most recently not uh, not be able to bounce back directly from his crash very easily. 
Um, we've seen this with Yosef uh, Balaki before. You know, he's a guy that did the high side crash with Lance into, you know, going into was a gap there in the Tour de France. I want to say 03 ish. Um, you know, they had that that crash there. Then I mean, he he was never the same. You know, it happens. Um, it'll. I mean, reading the article from Jakobsen, he was demolished. Um, you know, and things that happened to him. So there's the psychological part, then there's the physiological part, you know, getting back. Now, maybe to his credit, he might not have these, uh, you know, PTSD issues because he doesn't actually have too many memories of the crash itself. So he may not have that problem. <clears throat> but the fact that you've gone down and wrecked, um, you may not remember this, the, the, what the feeling of going into there, but you may remember everything that went into it before, you know, after the fact and, and the recovery and go, eh. I'm just not that interested right now in diving into those cracks, taking those corners, using those gutters that I might be before. So with that said, um, maybe Jakobsen won't be quite the sprinter that he was. I mean, look, he's got to get back physically and then he's got to get back mentally. So we'll see how that is. And, you know, he is on Decorny Quick Step. For all the dislike I do have of them, they are at least a, a team that can lead out a sprinter quite well. You, I mentioned this last week, talking about Cavendish being back there and um you know he did great with them before uh viviani did great with them then he's gone you know we've, we've seen that with uh what's the other gentleman long blonde hair that no longer racing anymore um not long but he's spiky blonde hair guy you know the shampoo that the caffeine caffeine hair shampoo guy that that guy someone someone n nail him out there for me um Anyway, so it'll be interesting to see what he comes back with. It will also be very interesting to see Gronawagen. If Gronawagen, uh, you know, kind of the opposite. I mean, he went down too, but not like uh, that, uh, the, the Jakobsen. If he will have second thoughts about, you know, hitting a gap and doing such things because anything he does is going to be highly scrutinized. You know, if he's going to deviate off his line a tad bit, I mean, if he did anything like uh, like Julian Alaphilippe were to do, uh, he'd probably be incarcerated. You know, just going forward, just because of the high scrutiny that he's expected to be a criminal. Um, I mean, Julian Alaphilippe should be thought of one too, right? No? Okay. Pandemic relief includes cycling. Does it really? No, let's talk about that in a roundabout way. So recently, I don't know if you maybe heard, uh, there's a relief bill uh, packaged as such, uh, drafted and sent to President Trump, and it seems like he's uh, returned it. He, wants to, he didn't veto it. He did return it back, saying he, he wasn't going to sign it, and he sh uh, they should amend it. Um, suffering, you know, people that are, uh, businesses are closed and, and whatnot, uh, forced shutdowns and closing of businesses, questioning your civil rights, your ability to contract, all these things. So the government has basically said, we're going to break your legs, and then we're going to sell you a cane, <clears throat> a cane that you can maybe use to help walk. And that cane includes, what, $600 of relief, but that relief package includes a whole hell of a lot. Um, $600 per person, enjoy that, along with the trillions of dollars of ridiculous things. There's transgender re <laughs> transgender relief package for Pakistan. I didn't know they were on the forefront of that, but that... Uh, does that even sound like a thing? I don't know. Uh, anyway, buried in this relief bill is a provision to make pirating videos, watching pirated streams at least, a felony, uh, not a misdemeanor, a felony. As many American cyclists know, watching their favorite sport overseas is not always easy. We do have a few options here. Uh, the NBC Gold package is one, Fubo TV, and even the very um, eh, Flow Sports, I say uh, because of my own problems with them, which, which has to do with copyright infringement. Uh, Flow Sports, you know, they'll advertise that uh, monthly package and then charge you for a whole year, which I'm stuck with now. Uh, 
and anyway, they, they, so you don't have many options. And so what we've ended up doing, this problem is resorted to people watching you know, Tiz and other pirated streams using a VPN. And now with COVID-19 relief, you can also be a felon, uh, give up your right to vote, ability to own a gun. Convicted felons are not allowed to apply for federal state grants, live in public housing, receive federal cash aid, SSI, food stamps, among other things. Uh, according to an article in Forbes, Along with a $2.3 trillion spending and relief package, the bill includes changes to copyright law introduced by Republican Senator Tom Tillis uh, less than two weeks ago. Measures previously seen in the Case Act, the Trademark Moderation Act, Modernization Act, and the Felony Streaming Act now form part of the bill. These include fines up to $30,000 and up to 10 years in prison for commercial operators who willfully and purposely for of commercial advantage of private financial gain offer or provide to the public a digital transmission service of pirated material. Um, they said there was some relief in the bill that doesn't include penalties uh, for the individuals found to have illegally streamed content, thus potentially criminalizing ordinary Twitch and streamers or, or YouTubers. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, if you're getting, um, talking about commercial gain, so you use a pirated feed uh, or maybe you, you you repurpose a copyrighted material like uh, as I did under the, the Fair Use Act, but uh, they come down on you anyway. The government can say, oh, no, no, you, you retransmitted a, a Flow Bikes uh, thing there on your YouTube channel. Oh, and you're, you have enough viewers. I don't. Uh, to get monetized, and so therefore, this is a problem. They're going to spend ten years in jail, thirty thousand dollars, or maybe you're viewing this and repurposing it, and or the people that are redoing this, uh, the pirated feeds. And so, um, I just thought this was an interesting little tidbit that was thrown in there. I don't know how much of this would actually affect, but as American cyclists, fan cycling fans, we tend to watch uh, quite often um some of the races on um you know pirated feeds so with that you know because they've been much better by the way with their pop-up ads as of late so it's not as uh, detrimental uh but with that there obviously could be a problem it's just interesting that this is um so you know there might be a loophole in there but so we're not allowed to work we're not allowed to uh, make contracts you know we're trying to pass the time and we're doing so with a pirated feed of uh, guanji uh, maybe a race in Spain or maybe even Monday Night Football. I don't have cable, so maybe that's what you do. So Congress has now decided to make sure that you spend $30,000, maybe 10 years in jail. Um, hit me up on my thoughts, if you want to, about intellectual property, copyrights, patents, and how they should not be recognized. Ah, did I say that as an attorney? Yeah. Uh, luckily for now, the relief bill was so egregious. It's just a slap in the face, so it looks like they're going to be reworking that one, um, even though no Spend it all cost president seems to be not willing to sign it. So maybe it won't have that provision, but never fear. I'm sure that will at some point be in there <clears throat> and then we'll see our precious cycling going away, which means then tis uh, will be gone, uh, which also means that uh, flow bikes can charge more, you know, less competition. Um, same with Fubo and NBC. I mean, NBC one's uh, about doubled in price over the last three, four years. So it's only up to about 50 bucks. But when it started, it was just around 29, I think. So it's, it's like I said, it's about doubled. That's that's one of the best packages for the year. Flow Bikes is uh, about 120 bucks, I think, for a year. Um, you do get a lot, So which means I do need to start watching um, Cyclocross since I've I do have the service. Uh, in cyclocross, we have always seen a, it's been a continuation kind of what we've had the last several years, which is Matthew Vanderpool slogging it out, winning, 
wild winner slogging it out winning and it's about between those two but uh as mentioned earlier or last week uh tom pitcock pitcock from great britain uh, actually won one of the races so it will be an interesting uh feat if he's able to start uh, beating those two and uh, world championships should be a little bit more of an excitement all right i don't know if you've ever been to boulder colorado uh it's kind of the mecca for um, usa domestic cycling I lived there for several years and love the racing there. It's kind of like the Hollywood for cycling, I think. You go there, great terrain, very good racing, at least there used to be. Um, and all kinds of pros live there and train there. Uh, they have a place down there in called Pearl Street, and it's just a, a kind of a uh, paved, well, it's, it's paved over with bricks uh, street. Uh, and it's, you know, the shops and stuff on there. And it's just a pedestrian. It's basically a pedestrian mall type of thing. Well, Sacramento, they're kind of thinking of doing the same in a way. This is uh, an article, and maybe we'll share the screen here, with um, KCRA in Sacramento and um, talking about making a, a, a up to six miles of Sacramento streets closing to cars, but open to cyclists and pedestrians. Up to six miles of roads closed, cars open to pedestrians, people who live on the streets, delivery drivers, emergency responders will be able to drive in and out. City identifying streets application on city's website. So if you want your streets to be like that, you can uh, apply for it. City of Sacramento is gearing up to close six miles of roads to cars, open them up for walking and cycling. This is going to be good for uh, <clears throat> congestion and driving, I'm sure. It's all part of the project called Slow and Active Streets. The project will be tested near William Land Park, from Freeport, Freeport Boulevard to Land Park Drive. The idea is to promote physical and mental health while reducing greenhouse gas emissions. Um, I bet it won't promote physical uh, mental health for the locals that live there that are trying to drive around and you have constant, uh, now you're gonna reroute traffic in, in the littler roads. Um, so I'm sure that'll be not a problem for them. Similar projects have been done in San Francisco, LA, Oakland to help people get outside and exercise during the pandemic, okay? So is this just going to be a temporary thing, like the two weeks to slow the curve? Um, people who live on streets, delivery drivers, emergency responders would be able to drive in and out. The city is still working to identify streets, will close, which streets will close. Organizations can submit ideas on city's website. So go ahead and check that out. And you maybe you can have your street be one of these designated uh, bike only. Um, of course, you'll be like, oh, we want to. But then when you want to drive a car, you're going to want to drive a car, right? So it's always it's always fine and dandy until it affects you in a way a negative way. Then you'll probably want to uh, to change that. Um, what do we have for anything else coming up? Um, nothing in our mailbag. It's been pretty quiet. Um, it would be nice to. See, I, I saw that Sam Bruno was canceled race one of the year. So that one had some trouble pre-pandemic last year of trying to get permits. I understand just what three four miles of climbing that it has there that within there, there was three permits they had to get. It was like a national park, a city park, and then a city. Like it went through some crazy different, uh, three different little um, ownerships uh, there that it had to kind of get around. So that was very problematic, I guess, for that race. Uh, so that one's already out the window. What's usually next is uh, Calagi or Land Park. It's at Land Park, but Calagi, hey, we get maybe get a ride our bikes down there on one of those roads. Um, 
but you can't race in the park. So you could, you can, we can ride around the neighborhood maybe, but uh, we'll see if we can actually race in the park. So it'll be interesting to see if we actually get racing done. Uh, my prediction is, and, and I haven't buy a, bought a, I did not buy my license yet because I'm going to wait to see if we actually have racing and then I will do so. Um, once again, I would like it's, it's outdoor activity, you know, you know, uh, get on my high horse a little bit here. Um, as a COVID survivor, been out riding the last few days, finally getting out. It's been cold, but beautiful weather. There's a way too many people out and about riding their bikes or just walking. And I'm not talking ones that are, you know, you can see in random groups. You go, okay, these are people all by themselves with a mask on. I, I understand, believe the science or whatever. What science is that? Th those people are not, uh, they're, they're, if you believe that the masks don't work at all, or this whole COVID thing's a joke, you might be on the same part as these people um, wearing a mask. So my point is, let's get out. Why can't we, we should be able to get out and race. We should be able to, maybe we should do the ones like I've already had COVID. So I think I'm clear. Um, I'll be able to race, right? I'd be able, I'd be all down for that. Um, but I'm not buying my license until then. And then I think you're going to end up probably seeing a bunch of like gravel, uh, an unsanctioned racing, maybe grand fondos come to the fore this year. Um, that's kind of my idea. If, if, you know, cities and towns aren't willing to license or to, uh, allow you to, to, to get a license for, to, to put on a race, um, maybe you're going to end up seeing, uh, some of these random, you know, rides, race rides, uh, take shape a little bit more. Who knows? I don't know. I would like to compete either way. So anyway, everybody, I hope you have a great Christmas. Uh, Happy New Year. We'll probably do another show. I'd like to do a roundup, kind of a wrap up of the season, the writers of the year, the villains of the year. Um, if you guys want to submit some categories that we can do, that'd be great. Just do that on the YouTube page. And by the way, check the notification box. Just click that there so you know when we uh, go live, because I think we would like to do a few more live shows. We're just been doing a, some recordings as of late. So everybody, happy 2020. All the best for you in 2021 if I don't speak until then. And uh, especially to those who are getting healthy and riding your bikes. Let's make it a good new year. Let's get some racing though. I want to do some racing in 2021. Is that the year? Yeah, I guess I do. All right, everybody take care.